What's up, guys? Welcome to the Real Estate Virgins podcast, where we are here to elevate your real estate agent business. We're not just talkers, we're doers. We take massive action, and our listeners are killing it day in and day out. And we're super excited to hear all of the wins, all of the success stories. And uh, my name is John Michael Perez. You can check me out on Instagram at John Michael Perez. And we've got Jordan Brown. What's going on, everybody? At Jordan Sells ATX on Instagram and all major social media. Good to be back, baby. Oh, man. It's, I feel like it's been a little while since I've seen you. If you didn't know, our last couple of episodes were shot in the in the same day. Yeah. And uh, we had a little vacation. It was nice. It's it's good every now and then after some some stressful um, bu- times of busyness to reward yourself with a little time away. Yeah. So, um, I went to the Caribbean, had a, uh, an eight day date with my wife. Uh, it was super nice. I bet that was awesome. It was so, it was so needed because, um, as a real estate agent, a, a lot of you may know, um, it's super stressful, you know, go, 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 go. And, um, just eight days of genuine time with my wife, um, was invaluable. And, yeah. Um, well, this this is the first like extended amount of time that you guys have both been away from from your kiddo, right? Yeah. How and was that, that? And that's the main thing is having eight days of zero responsibilities. And you know, I set up my business to where I could legitimately step away from my business for eight days and not do anything. Yeah. What's crazy is is I had three closings <laughs> during that week, and I sort of set up the expectation for my clients. Hey, I'm going to be on vacation. I set everything up for you guys so that you can make it to the uh, closing table and everything is going to be smooth. If you have any questions, you can call my partner, Jordan Brown. And, uh, and nobody called you, uh, but um, but it was really cool. This is the first time I've ever had three closings in a week where I was not there. I did not worry about any of the clients, and relatively was pretty smooth. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm a big fan of cruises. I mean, I, I've been trying to go on one f- since the pandemic, and just oh wait, I have been on one. We went last year for. Um, my mother-in-law's 60th birthday which was really fun mm. so I'm, i've been itching to get back there well it's a little bit different when you're around the parents and stuff and like yeah. you can't wild out that's as much true. that's true um but yeah i think it's cool i think you made a really great point about being able to set up your business for you to step away that's yeah. a very healthy habit to, to form mm. because when you get busy you think um you think that you can't uh delegate Right. Yeah. And so I think it's natural when you're when you're in an entrepreneurial career path like real estate, it's because you're a go getter. And a lot of it is the pressure is always on you. And so you you kind of succumb to this uh, this mentality that everything's on me always. And like you have if you have the ability to leverage things out, do so. Yeah. If you if you need a transaction coordinator involved for these closings while you're while you're out and taking care of paperwork get one. Um, if you have a team member like you did with me, no one called me, but if they needed me, I would have been there. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a, a really healthy thing to recognize. And it's cool that you had three closings while you were in the Caribbean. I mean, I bet Island time was a little sweeter when you, when you know, you got three closings going on. Oh yeah, man. I was, I was swimming in the, uh, with my, 
I was just floating in the salt water of uh, Honduras, and I was looking up, and I was like, "That's about time for a closing right now." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, it was really cool because I, I just set everything up right. Like uh, I wasn't worried, you know. I just we had those expectations. Uh, my clients had those expectations, and it's really cool because. Most of my clients are like friends or close relationships or, you know, those relationships that I've built over the years. And so they know John works his ass off. So yeah. we're going to sort of let him do his thing and, and, and trust, trusted that I set it up to where that they can close and it's going to be smooth. That's awesome. Well, as just as a, a friend, I'm excited that you got to step away for a little bit and I'm sure you're, you're happy to be back. And yeah, uh, well, let's go back to delegation though. Yeah. Um, I saw a post recently. And it was this agent, she was new in the business, and she was like, why do I need to hire a photographer, a videographer, uh, a, a this and that, when I can just do it myself, right? And I think there's a big misconception, especially when you get first and get into real estate. Now, I will say, it's good to learn all those things, right? To have a little bit of knowledge, um, but as soon as you can, try to delegate it. You can save a ton of money at the very beginning, especially when you don't have a budget for it, but... Delegation will take you from one level to the next level. Hundred percent to the next level. Well, right. I think I think it's like you said, it's important to learn these aspects of the business because you need to know the basics. You need to understand what this person is taking off your plate and how it's supposed to be executed. Mm -hmm. And so once you get familiar with that and you start delegating, the, the whole purpose of that is to free up your time yep. for the things that those people aren't doing. Exactly. So don't get caught up in tedious paperwork. Mm -hmm. Don't you know, don't worry about like scheduling pictures and things like that. Let someone else, when you can, let someone else handle that for you so that you can focus on the thing that we talk about all the time, generating leads, yep. getting business, mm -hmm. taking care of your clients, talking to clients, like yeah, building those, relationships. Cause it's weird if, uh, you know, you hire a, a transaction coordinator, like they're not the person doing negotiations yeah. for you. You know, there's things that you do that you can't delegate because it's your specialty, but the things that you can Feel free to test it out. Like you said, there's there's going to come a certain point in time where you have learned the process, the steps, and things become a little monotonous. Mm -hmm. And so to, to help free up more of your valuable time, because again, I think in a recent episode, we talked about val putting a value stamp on your time. Mm -hmm. If you're scheduling you know, or, or going to uh, do pictures, is that worth $100 per hour of your time if it's not delegated out? Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing that I do, um, once you get to this level and you have a little bit of a budget to pay other people, is um, I write out a step-by-step -step process for my assistant, um, even for this podcast. She has a step-by-step -step process, and so she, she just goes to this PDF that I've already written out. I've pre-written it out, and she does step-by-step. -step. And so now the podcast is put out you know, all I say is, can you upload the podcast? And she knows how to do it, right? And and basically, making a step-by-step -step process for people that you can delegate to um, makes it so much easier. You start having this boss mindset, right? Where you're not doing every single thing, right? Because there's no way that you can get to a million dollars a year if you're doing every single thing. And if you do get to a million dollars a year and you're doing every single thing, you're probably not you're probably stressed the hell out. Yeah, you're yeah. probably not having a life, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
It's just impossible. So. And, and a lot of things like the transaction coordinator, what are they like 400 bucks a transaction? And that gets paid out of your, your closing, like out of your, your commissions. So worth it. Some are even cheaper. Yeah. So uh, I love that you had mentioned that. Man, there was a point that you had that you were talking about. Refresh me. What did you just say? Something hit me, and Bo- I just lost it. Boss mindset. Um, It'll come back to me, I'm sure. Um, I don't remember. You know, step-by-step processes. Um, oh, I. it was my, my own personal relation with delegation. Mm. I struggle with that. When I was at my 9 to 5, I struggled with delegating. Because it's so easy to go, you know what? If I do this myself, I know I'm going to get it done and I'm going to do it correctly. Mm -hmm. But entrusting others to do it with the same intent and care that I have, Mm -hmm. that was a real struggle for me. And you can't motivate other people to to do – or in my my head, I'm sitting there going, there's no way that this person's going to be as excited Mm -hmm. or uh, take it as seriously as I did. And I think in real estate, it's a little bit different. Um, people understand that there's tasks to be had. It's not like it's um, it's super, um, you know, I think about just from a retail space, that was really tough. It, yeah. You know, and trusting that someone was going to do inventory correctly or mm-hmm. that they were going to get, you know, this report made for me or they were going to take care of this task. And then, like, when you get burnout on people not fulfilling that and you go into something like real estate, you almost have this jaded view of delegation yeah. And now I realize it's okay to ask other people for help. But you're making a majority of the money now. You're not making the correct the the business a majority of the money, right? Yeah. So you're you used to be delegating to other people to make this other company, this third party money. Now, if you want to get to that million dollar per year uh, income, you have to be able to delegate. And because the thing is, is the more tasks that our organization can do that are delegated to people that um, are hired to do those tasks, the more income that we can bring into the organization, you know? Um, yeah. Hey, one, one thing that we uh, hadn't mentioned yet, power hour. Ooh. Holy heck. If you're listening, hey, we got a power hour, baby. And it's coming up this Sunday, September 10th. It's going to be our first one. If you can't make that, no worries. It's going to be a recurring thing that we do. Shout out to Melissa for asking us for the link, by the way. Uh, we didn't have the link. I'm not going to lie. We got it. We got it done, though. So if you need the link, please message us. Uh, we're also going to be advertising like crazy or marketing like crazy yeah. this, this week, uh, getting that link out to as many agents as possible. We want to have a super successful Power Hour. Go ahead. So what is Power Hour? I know you're sitting there, and you're, you're so excited to join, and you're just wondering what the heck it is. This is going to be a time where we talk about relevant information, stories. It's... Think of it almost like uh, a little bit like this podcast for about 20 minutes, and then we're going to branch out, and we're going to talk about your business. Yeah. We're going to coach agents to get to at least six figures if you're not there already, Um, and we want our community, our organization, people that are within our network to at least – at the very minimum, make six figures. Yeah. And if you're not making six figures, it's a necessity to be on that power hour call. It helps us to connect with you on a, on a deeper level because a lot of times we're just talking about things that are relevant in our area and like our, uh, our businesses, and there's a lot going on. I think there's people from all over who listen to this who could really benefit from an outside perspective of their business. Yeah. Because we get so caught up in you know, we think that we are doing everything correctly or that we're doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. And 
an outside perspective may make you question and go, oh, I, I hadn't thought of it that way yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, well, this person had had success with this. Maybe I need to tweak this. And so this gives us the opportunity to kind of get to know you on a better better level and a more personal level and talk about things going on that's relevant to your business um, and well, share ideas. It depends and, on how many people show up because if, yeah. we, if we've got a... Hey, know. that's why you get in early. Yeah. That's why you get in early and... and uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to open it up for a little bit. Yeah, we can't do one-on-one coaching live <laughs> we on there. Can, we can, yeah. But we're going to do a very kind of like broad. We'll probably pick, you know, three or four people to to, to one-on-one coach. Um, but the thing is, is that um, – what was the thing? <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought. Um, Power yeah. hour, coaching. Yeah, just get on there, um, and it's going to be fun. Oh, the thing is, is it's free. So there's no excuse not to, not to, <laughs> not yeah. to join. You know, unless you've got something going on on Sunday night on set at 7 p.m. And as we as we do these, we plan Which to have don't. we plan to have guests on who are gonna who are heavy hitters and they're gonna share some insights. And the thing is, is before I was in real estate, I was not the person who believed in um, influence or um, you know hearing from people who have who have done it very much. I wasn't for some reason that just never was my thing. I think it's because I wasn't in an industry where that mattered. And like, for example, if you were at AT AT&T, like I was, and you hear about this other person climbing up the ladder or whatever, like it it wasn't like me to go, oh, I want to do that. Because really, I I hated my job. Mm. So I didn't I had no desire to hear about that. But with real estate, when I see people who are doing it and being successful, I want to hear from them. I want to learn what their struggles were, how they overcame them. Mm. I want to hear what made them successful, what unique angles and perspectives do these people have. And when you can get those people for an, a limited amount of time, that's invaluable because they're they're taking the opportunity to share their knowledge, which helped them grow X amount you know, per year or, or 10X their business, whatever it is. They've done it, and you want to hear from people like that. So that's what we that's what we got in store for you. We're excited. I mean, it's the ultimate shortcut to success is surrounding yourself with agents that have the results that you already ha- want to have, right? Or mm-hmm. that already have the results that you want to have, you know. And so uh, you've done it, I've done it, and we know it's the answer to what people need. And so that's why we want people to be a part of that Sunday night power hour because we want to see you succeed. Um, collaboration over competition. Um, it's just so important to to work with each other so that we can uh, use each other's learning blocks and just keep building. Well, everyone building. brings something to the table, right? Yeah. You've got experience that I don't and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And everyone that we're going to talk to has some kind of unique perspective to add where we, we're we going to get something out of it as well. Mm-hmm. It's just this big collaborative thing. John and I talked about, if you've, if you've been a longtime listener, you know that John and I were in a metal band together. Um, we started in a very small town, our hometown of Victoria, Texas. And John and I on the way over here today were talking about the difference in m- mentality between our hometown and where we're at now just from a a collaborative space because it was so us versus them with everything that we did. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think there was a lot of collaboration between business owners. I don't think there was a lot of collaboration between uh, the creative arts, entertainment, anything like that. It's very every man for themselves Mm -hmm. and it's so different now. Everyone's so involved. Everyone wants to see each other win, and everyone wins because of that. Yep. That's the thing is, is 
there's so much more to be had when we all come together and we we have this common goal in mind is just to help everyone out. Yeah. Because the, the mentality is, I, I if I'm the only successful person, I'll still be around. I'll, I'll outlast these people or I'll, I'll be the only person for this. Yeah. That's such a bad mind. That's the that's the scarcity mindset. Yeah. Versus abundance is hey, there's enough for everybody. Let's highlight strengths that I have. Let's hi- highlight strengths. What can I learn from these people? You know, this other business is doing really good too. What are they doing? What are they doing that I'm not doing? And getting to know those people, it's not always a competition. Yeah. I mean, we are examples of sharing every single tip and trick in every single thing we share everything and we get massive positive results like we are an example of that like we don't we're not really hiding anything i mean maybe there's like one or two things we're hiding right (laughs) but like but for the most part like if you do what we the the tips and tricks and strategies and the blueprint that we 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 lay out you are going to be successful and it's cool because it's not like Oh, if I share if I share this information and other people are doing well, it's gonna hurt my business. Yeah, like that's that's just not how it works. Yeah, that's why that's what I love about real estate, man. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, so let's get into a little bit of uh, real estate news. And okay. if you're listening, you probably know that not a lot of it is great. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of negative projections out there, but let's get this negative news out. Of yeah, the way. let's get it out of the way, huh? So CoreLogic has reported that 26% of all single-family homes sold in the month of June were purchased by investors. Interesting. Meanwhile, median rent prices across the U.S. are approaching $2,000 per month. What's your take on that? Um, how, does it, how does it strike you that 20, over a quarter of the homes sold in the month of June was by an investor? Um. A lot of times investors are very analytical. Uh, they base their decisions off of numbers and not emotions. Um, so if investors are purchasing properties, um, that tells me that there may be a future potential of growth, right? So, I mean, I would rather follow an investor than a, a, a mainstream, you know, regular buyer, right? I'd probably make the decision based off of an investor. It's interesting uh, you mentioned that because I think I think people listening will probably think the opposite, right? Yes. But here's the thing. The investor is not an emotional buyer. Correct. They don't like you mentioned, they're a they're a numbers and analysis kind of person. Mm-hmm. So if they're confident in making purchases, exactly. why wouldn't you be? Exactly. So that's a that's a great perspective because I think the gut reaction is Oh, they're scooping everything up and the, like this na- kind of a negative spin yeah. on what's happening. But if if I'm listening, I'm going. That's kind of encouraging. It makes me because th- if investors are withholding money, just like with the stock market, if investors aren't purchasing, what's the strength of the stock market then? Exactly. So think of it that way. Yeah, that's, I mean, if kind you kind of reframe it, how you're thinking, about if you it. see a big majority of the sh- the market purchasing a certain stock, right? You're not saying, oh, no, every other stock is going down. You're thinking, why are they purchasing that stock, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so the same thing is if investors are purchasing properties, 25% of them are purchasing properties. um, I want to know why, right? Uh And two, 
is there any, any information that they know that we don't know, right? Right. Like, for instance, there's a uh, suburb of Austin called Hutto, and they're putting million, billions, I'm sorry, not millions, billions of dollars worth of commercial development in that area. And I know of investors purchasing, you know, there was one investor that showed me they had 25 mil in their account, and they said, John, we want to purchase a X amount of houses, right, in Hutto. We want to purchase in Hutto. And I'm like, okay, right? They, they knew something I didn't know, right? Yeah. Um, and so they were purchasing properties, you know, X amount over asking price, even during a down market. And so that tells me, you know, Samsung is not too far away from Hutto. Taylor, uh, Taylor, where Samsung is, is just, just right down the road. And then they've all, they're also putting billions of dollars in Hutto, right? And so... You know, I'm I'm thinking, you know, maybe we should be purchasing in Hutto, right? Uh, I've got several. I feel like in 10 years, Hutto is going to be unrecognizable. From where, like five years ago, it was nothing but farmland. The fact that there's like subdivisions now is pretty wild. Uh, another and thing, that's just a sliver of what's going to be in 10 years. And that's another point is that, you know, um, it's always good to, to find out that information about you know, new developments in an area. We just found out that they're having a, a big, Samsung is having a big job fair uh, coming up soon, which tells me that they're going to start employing Samsung people. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people are going to be moving to the Austin area and they're going to need a place to stay. We're already low inventory right now uh, as compared to, you know, regular times. Um, but that just tells me, hey, there's going to be an opportunity there for real estate agents to help buyers that are not from Austin, that do not know anything, um, to, to help these people, right? And then also from the other perspective, hey, sellers, Samsung is coming, coming up. Be ready to sell your house at a premium price, mm -hmm. right? Because you know that information. You're coming with value. We always talk about that. Um, and now all the agents in Austin are like, oh, my God, I didn't know this. You know, they're, they're getting excited hearing well, about this. Matt, Matt you know, our, our broker had talked about when he was on the podcast, he talked about getting in with people and, like, being able to find out information. Yeah. And it's critical to be able to be early on that stuff. Yeah. Because if you're finding out what, – what was the – there was, like, a saying going on during the pandemic when everyone was doing, uh, like, swing trading and stuff like that. It was you uh, – sell the new you buy the buy the rumor sell the news yes boom if you're if you're on if you're just finding out like that taylor is gonna have a huge samsung facility you're already too late you know <laughs> what i mean so like you got to get in before that happens before it goes public yeah how do you do that it's connections networking being in the area things like like you know joining the local chamber of commerce things like that you find things out through networking you know that's actually where i got that information was the local chamber of commerce yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just getting plugged in, get plugged into your area. I think, I think a lot of people who aren't where they're at in their business, if I challenged you to take a look at the last week, I want you to, to review the last week of activity that, that you've done. Can you confidently say that you put yourself in the best position to gain clients, to gain influence, knowledge, etc.? Or do you look back on your last seven days and go, there was a lot of missed opportunity, a lot of wasted time, and maybe I need to I need to reconfigure my day, right? I mean, the secret is, guys, the ultimate secret to this is taking action, right? Like stop sitting at home and thinking about what you're going to do. Just go out there and and talk to people, 
you know analysis paralysis for sure is a you big know? thing it's a yeah. real thing you know i used to i used to sit in my house and be like what do i do next what do i do next what do i do next and then it got me thinking you know what i'm going to go out to the coffee shop and try to find things to do yeah. you know um, well it's funny cuz when you're out there you never know who you're going to run into yep. you never know what conversation you're going to overhear or if someone's going to recognize you and you talk to maybe it's some a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time you start talking oh they're 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 having a baby yep. oh they're going to need to upgrade their living situation exactly. you just you, and that's like a, that's like the perfect scenario. I hate whenever I was in AT&T, like every training video was the perfect scenario. Yeah. But the more you put yourself out there. The more opportunities. Exactly. You, but if you're sitting at home, you're not going to get those opportunities. I think there's a time and place for everything. Like I like to do my follow-up when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. When I'm comfortable and I'm you know on uh, Instagram or whatever and I'm, I'm interacting with clients or friends or prospects. I pull up my CRM. Mm. I pull up my CRM and I go, who haven't I talked to in six months or yeah. three months, whatever it is. And, and I follow up with them. I send them a text message. I ask how they're doing or whatever. And it, and I don't come of it from a, Hey, so are you finally ready to buy or sell? It's like, Hey, what's, what's new in your life? Hey, yep. I was just thinking about you. Yep. What's up? Yeah. Little I, things like that. I agree. I mean, the one that does the most makes the most. So, I mean, how how do you take m- massive action to get massive results? You yeah, know? just yeah. do something. Do something. That's the thing. Like, if if there was a exact blueprint, like like we talk about the blueprint all the time, it all comes down to you doing the actions. We we can lay it out. Whether it, uh, you're getting your blueprint from us, from a coaching call, whatever whatever you're hearing about how to be successful, you're the person who has to do the work, mm-hmm. and that's something we cannot do for you. Yep. So it all comes down to you. And I think that's why a lot of agents fail is they have this idea that if they just know the blueprint, all it's somehow going to come to fruition. Yeah. But no, you've got to put in the reps. You've got to put in the time and the effort to make things happen. 100%. Yeah. Okay, next news article. Uh, according to MSCI, commercial real estate prices are down roughly 30%. There's also approximately $1.4 trillion with a TR trillion dollars worth of commercial real estate loans coming due by 2025. Small banks who hold nearly 70% of commercial real estate loans. Um, there's vacancies also on the rise. So, in short, we have prices coming down, rates rising, and with vacancies that need to be filled. Commercial real estate is not a very bright picture right now. But here's the thing. I know people in commercial real estate who are killing it. Yeah. I just think it's opportunity. You know, I maybe you know a business owner who's been looking for a place and they, they were priced out before. Maybe now there's an opportunity to talk to them and get them in somewhere uh, into a, a commercial lease. I think there's going to be a big opportunity to um, decrease overhead by uh, more online, more digital age, right? Mm-hmm. Be- because of the digital age. I think people are catching up to that. I think the pandemic showed you can still do business and not be in an office. Yep. Which is interesting. And I think, you know, a lot of people were resistant to go back into the workplace because they show that they could be productive at home. Um, and that's, and I think a lot of companies ended the work from home opportunity because they were like, we're spending so much freaking money yeah. on the, on renting this office space. Yeah. Like I need to justify having this. Yeah. And so if there's vacancies, like, I think it just has to do with the fact that there's people. Um, We're seeing companies um, have produced so much more profitability uh, being digital based as compared to brick and mortar. Yeah. And 
we're seeing companies put more of their profit towards their employees based off of the profitability. And so what I'm thinking um, within the next, uh, you know, five to 10 years is that um, there's going to be a Blockbuster slash Netflix opportunity where uh, Blockbuster was a brick and mortar. Netflix is strictly digital streaming, right? And so the companies that can get ahead of the brick and mortar, less overhead, uh, more digital, even when it comes to training, when it comes to um, several aspects, I think they're going to be significantly more profitable and then also be able to put that money back into their employees. Yeah, absolutely. Profitability is a big thing. It's the longevity of your business. 100%. It's, so you have to identify opportunities in the market when, when they're there. Because if you don't identify it, I think you're in for that, that rude awakening when the shift does happen and you get left behind. So Yeah. I mean, you don't want to – yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another bit of news is a lot of projections – are show like Redfin, for example, is projecting a four percent drop between now and the end of the year in home prices um, across the U.S. That's not that bad, in my opinion, given where rates are. But I think the another if I can encourage you with anything, a lot of the projections for where rates are going to be is around the six percent mark. Mm. So which for, is less, which is less. Yeah. So before the end of the year. Everyone has this confidence that things are going to get better. I think yesterday, yesterday or the day before, rates dropped a little bit. Nothing to write home about, but well, I mean, it's encouraging. Elections are coming up, right? And so a lot of times um, during the uh, election time frame, um, the government wants to bring down, I, at least from what I've seen, the government wants to bring down rates so it makes, makes the current uh, board – um, look better. Try right. to make you forget about what yeah. happened in between, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just reality. They they that's what they do. And so I, I'm thinking rates may drop within the next six months. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to add one last note. Uh, we were talking about taking taking action. I think a lot of realtors are unhappy with where their business is at right now. And how do we change that? Well, it's easy. It's easy to blame circumstance, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy to blame rates. It's easy to blame home prices. Everyone's doing that. You need to change the narrative because that's a self-talk that you're convincing yourself that you have no say in what's happening in your life. Mm -hmm. You got to take accountability. You have to look again. I think it's looking in the mirror and saying, what did I do this week? Or what did I do today that furthered me than yesterday? Did I put myself in a better position today than yesterday? And if you're not, that's the reflection on you, right? It's not – the reality is every single day people buy and sell homes. Why aren't you involved in that? Yeah. So it's not the circumstance because it's still happening on a global basis. Everyone's still buying and selling. So what is it that you haven't figured out in your business? Is your is your advertising not on point? Are you not identifying the clear – avatar of who your ideal client is maybe you don't have the solution maybe you're not advertising solutions well enough um, but the thing is no matter what you're doing i talked about pour into your people mm -hmm. people have shit going on in their lives and the some of the last time you know the last things that they want to hear about is you trying to push them to sell their house or to make a, a buying decision sometimes people just want you to ask them how they're doing yeah you know, and, and we talk about building genuine relationships because that's where I get to learn more about people's actual, like if I don't have a rapport with somebody, I probably don't get the whole truth on what their situation is. Yeah. But if I 
have taken time and I show that I care and I actually build genuine relationships, they open up to you more and I get more honest feedback. Yeah. It is the long game though. You're not going to get, I mean, hundred percent honesty. You're not going to get sales overnight building relationships. Uh, however, uh, the strong relationships that you build, um, equals more sales. Right. And so, I mean, there is ways to get quick leads, right? However, they're probably going to be one lead and they're not repeat business, right? And then relationship-based leads are going to be multiple leads throughout your lifetime. Well, there's cheap cheap ways to get in front of your people too. Like ask a friend to go for coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you can pay six bucks, but you get an hour of their time. Yeah. That's like I would trade six. I would trade six dollars for a lead for a, a – Three hundred thousand, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar plus house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that opportunity. So change your mind frame. Pour into your people. Work on your business. Identify what you're doing well and expand upon it. And then maybe identify what's not working for you and, and try to uh, try to see what's not working with it. Like, is it not working because your energy? Is it not working because of your content? Is it not working because you're not providing solutions? And and tweak it. Now's the time yeah. if things aren't working, tweak what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I've been analyzing my day a lot lately, and I think I may have talked about this before, but I did not realize how many people I talked to. Like, yeah. I talk to a lot of people every single day, right? Somebody asked me yesterday on Facebook, they said, how many people do you talk to a day? I saw that. I saw that comment. And I said, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's 100 plus. I think it's over 100 people I talk to every single day conversation wise, um, which that's sort of intimidating to a new agent, right? They're probably talking to five to six people a day, you know, but like for me, the more people I talk to equals the more opportunities I have. Right. And not every, and here's the other thing is not like what 90 plus percent of that is not anything that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You ha- it's, it's the long game and yep. the wide game. It's the numbers game. Yeah, yeah. But I guarantee you, the more convos you have, the more potential for opportunities is going to arise. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, there was a thought that I had. Sorry, I interrupted no, you there. No, I mean, no, I mean, that's such a good thought, too. Um, f- I think it's awesome that I can be on a, an eight-day vacation. And based off of the conversations of the hundreds and thousands of conversations that I've had previously, while I'm on vacation, people are reaching out to me f- to work with me, right? I've built a business to where people reach out to me now, right? Um, and although I have conversations and I do strike up conversations, 100, 100 plus conversations a day, um, when I'm not working and I'm away in the Caribbean, people are reaching out to me now. Well, you put the work in to build. That's a, that's such yeah. a – you figured out like you have lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. with that as well because – you put the work in to build a group and a community mm-hmm. and you executed on it so well. Yeah. I think well, not only the group, but um, several other, several other networks that we've, yeah. we've built over the years, you know? Well, some of it overlaps too. Like you'll, uh, you'll meet yep. people that are business owners and you, and now they're in this group yeah. and you see them at this event that you put on. And so, yeah, you're just yep. seeing them across all these different mediums, but it's because you're doing things. Yeah. That's, I think that's the bottom line is uh, you're not going to gain clients from being at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, 
I always have some type of in-person in-person event that I'm at, right? Yeah. Mondays, I used to. Saturdays and Sundays. Sundays, I mean, we'll have power hour now at 7 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I think, I think if you're someone who you're not that kind of person, maybe it's not in your, in your wheelhouse to, to go out and network like that, try to do baby steps. Hmm. Find something you're passionate about. Maybe you start a book club. Maybe you start a Bible study. Maybe you start a um, whatever it is. Yeah. Do you, whatever you're interested. Like football's coming up. Imagine like having inviting your neighbors to come hang out at your at your place to watch football. There's just all sorts of opportunities out there that you can do things you're passionate about. It doesn't always have to be this work you know aspect of oh I gotta go meet ten strangers today. Do some shit you like too. Here's another thought. You know, here's a real life scenario. I gave a magazine that I purchased. So it's called Reminder Media. If you ever want your own magazine, you can go to ReminderMedia.com and purchase your own magazine. They they set everything up, and then they set, them, set it up on a drip campaign. It's every few months. But I sent a magazine to someone that wasn't even a client, right? They remember that a year and a half later, they sent me two clients, right? Two separate sales from someone that wasn't even a client just because I based – I base my life off of building relationships, right? So this person that wasn't even a lead, I'm just building a solid relationship with them, and then they're sending me to their friends, and I never even worked with this guy, right? And I'm just, so people are so caught up on, uh, he's never going to sell his house, or uh, he's never going to buy a house. Yeah, but he knows a thousand people that may, Right, you unlock those other potential connections exactly by staying in that person's life. You're leveraging this person's trust and credibility to refer you out to their network, right? And so what happens is it unlocks this network of thousands and thousands of people. If you're just a genuine person to as many people as possible, right? so I think you got to stop the mentality of if someone's not buying or selling right now, they're useless. There's like, there's so many agents that are like that. Yes. And that's not relational-based business. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, also, we just like having people in our lives. I think that's another big thing is like, like I think we're, we're all human. We crave interaction. We crave that, that, uh, that care in our communities. Mm-hmm. Most people, anyway. Some people are just straight loners, which is fine. <laughs> but that's, you're not going to see a lot of those that are successful in real estate. Yeah. And so if this is going to be the long game for you, enjoy getting to know people. And, and again, you can, it's cool, like to make it tactical, you can have your, your people who aren't buying and selling and you still utilize them in a way where you can get referrals. Like you just said, hundred percent. like, it's not, it's not like, Oh, I'm going to stop talking to this person because they like, what a shitty thing to think. Like this person isn't buying or selling right now. They're set on, on their house with their 2% mortgage rate. They're good for life. Like I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop talking to them or I'm not going to advertise to them. No, like I'm. Like those people are going in my CRM. They're going to get my newsletter. Like, all, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. there's still value to be had there from a real estate perspective. 100%. You know, I had a, another story where I door knocked on this person's house. It was the first house that I ever door knocked. And they invited me in, and they were like, I was like, what the heck? And, and they were like, yeah, we need to sell our house. So I set up the interview for a later time. They didn't end up working with me. And 
I just stayed in contact with them. Even though they used another agent, I stayed in contact with them. And then a year and a half, no, two years later, they call me up and say, John, we should have used you as your realtor. Our best friend is moving to town and they want to buy a house in a very nice area of town. And we're giving you their phone number. And I was like, whoa, you know, this is crazy. Just because I'm being a genuine, nice person, I added them on Facebook. I'm showing them all of my success stories. I'm showing them that I care about our community, that we're doing events, that we're giving back to our community. And they would rather work with someone that they didn't even work with yet, right? Or they would rather refer someone out to someone that they, they haven't even worked with yet just because I was a genuine person, right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's a testament to how it can work. Yeah. You know, and you, there's a way to, to make things work even though you don't get the business. Like, there's opportunity, there's still opportunity to be had. This is a, a game of persistence. Real estate is a game of staying in your grind mm. always. Yeah. Because if you let up, imagine if you hadn't kept up with that person. Mm-hmm. You didn't add them on Facebook. You took, you were like, you know what? They went with someone else. It was a ni- it was a nineteen thousand dollar commission, right? Like a nineteen thousand dollar commission, and I would have missed out on that if I would have written them off. Mm-hmm. Like some Nothing. of you guys, some of you guys haven't even made nineteen thousand dollars. So like, damn, John. I'm just being Preach. Honest. No. I'm just being honest. And uh, y'all haven't even made $19,000 because you're writing off all these people you think aren't potential clients and when in reality if you just continually be a genuine person within their life, build genuine relationships with as many people as possible. And we're saying genuine because they're not just a number. They're not just another person you put in your CRM. They're a person that have kids, they have dogs, they have they, they're going through life just they're like going you are, life, right? you know, and in different act or uh, different life events yeah. trigger different needs that they have. Yep. And whether it's, I don't know, dude, maybe something major happens. They have like a system failure, like a, like a big plumbing problem. And you're the hero that connects them to the plumber that fixes their problem. Yep. How much better does that make you look? And you did it out of a place of care. Yeah. Like, man, exactly. If you take if you take nothing else out of this episode, like that that was worth it right there. hundred percent, um, yeah. Just because there's there's always opportunities to be had. Stop thinking of people as numbers and start thinking of them as people who are experiencing life just like you are. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's that that uh, that post that cat posted yesterday that four thousand. 10,000 advertisements a day people are seeing, right? Yeah, so the average person, if you didn't know this, the and it, it makes so much sense. I was scrolling, bro, when I scroll through Facebook or Instagram, every other freaking thing is an ad. That's crazy. Right? So they see, the average person sees between 4,000 and 10,000 ads per day. If you're an ad, if, you, if you're no different than a freaking ad and there's no heart behind what you're doing, yep. it's not going to work out. You're going you're gonna to get lost in the shuffle with the rest of the soulless ads that are out there. I think that's going to be the game changer within the next 15 to 20 years is people – genuinity, right, of not just an ad. You're a person. You're, you care about these people, and, and you, you're not just someone trying to, uh, trying to get a sale. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a, a turn here, but we were kind of talking about social media, so this kind of reminded me of it. I wanted to fit this in on the last pod, but we ran out. Last pod like was was really good, and I think we just ran out of time. Um, I took the Ryan Pineda. I, I did a course with him, and one of the, the biggest takeaway I took from it was he said, "Everyone these days is like trying to just kind of fit the mold." 
and be safe enough in what they think and say and put out that it appeals to everybody. That's never going to happen, yeah. right? So your branding is really important. Um, letting people see a genuine side of you is the game changer. Yeah. He said, be unapologetically you mm-hmm. in your postings. Whether you're, if you're a person of faith, don't be afraid to talk about that. If you're you know, a family man, don't hesitate to talk about that. Let people know what you're about. Take strong opinions. Voice them because, um, and this happens in politics a lot too, not just real estate. Yeah. But when people are like unashamed or unashamed about what they think, yeah. it it reinforces their fan base. Like people become stronger fans of you. Um, we see this a lot with like Trump, for example. Like, yeah, no matter how you feel about him, or every single person feels a way about Trump. Mm-hmm. No one's indifferent. Yeah. He's a very polarizing figure for sure because he's unashamedly him yeah. for better or worse. And his, his fan base goes crazy for him because every, like all the, again, I don't know how, how the people who are listening feel about him. I, I don't care politics, but just as an example, Trump is just known for saying wild shit. Yeah. And every time he does, what happens? The, his, his antagonist or the people who hate him, hate him even more. Mm-hmm. And his fan base goes freaking nuts. <laughs> so, if you think about it from that perspective, it's kind of the same way with social media. I mean, from media. a marketing perspective, it's brilliant because yeah. if you double down on what you believe, then it's it's uh, then you start attracting people. You start attracting people that believe the same thing, right? Yeah. And uh, and you have to double down though, right? You can't be like. Like one foot in, one on foot the fence. Out, yeah, right? yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is is I think people crave voices that aren't afraid to say what they're feeling, mm-hmm. and and instead of trying to, I find I look at myself in this way, and yeah. it made me really really identify that whenever I'm online, if I say something that um, is aimed at a certain way and it, it rubs someone the wrong way, then I kind of like go back. I'm like, oh, like well, this is really general, like, yeah. but no, like. If I said it, like I, I probably felt it, and I need to feel okay with being like, "Hey, like I, I totally disagree with you, and that's okay." Yeah. But this is my opinion, and here's why, why I think this. You know, there's, um, I don't know. Online's a whole different, a whole different game. But people been, people been hitting you up on YouTube recently, right? Yeah, dude, they've been coming after me. <laughs> I'm not even doing anything like that's crazy. That's yeah. the weird part is I've just been posting real estate memes, like like I've been using the the cap cut. Mm-hmm. app on uh on tiktok and stuff like that and I'll, I'll use those shorts and i put them on on youtube reel or youtube shorts which is a really great strategy by the way if you're using like a, a, a tiktok format save that video and then upload it to youtube reels for some reason those those play so much more than any other videos that i put out yeah. so it's more repetitions but also mm-hmm. i feel like you you get put in front of some really weird people because i'm just getting a, I've, I've gotten a little bit of hate for stuff that's supposed to be funny you know what i mean like i, I posted a meme and it was uh something about it was it was like a, a meme about the feeling when your client says oh we're just gonna rent for another year after you've shown them 30 houses mm-hmm. and the guy took it so seriously and he was like you you act like half the people in the u.s can even afford a house right now i said brother it's a joke like relax and i said since you want to get like so i doubled down on it right this was one of my examples of like me actually going clapping back and not being not apologizing for it i said since you want to be serious about it maybe you shouldn't be looking at houses if you're not in a position to buy how about that 
So yeah, I'm I'm trying to you know be be more unapologetic in my opinions because I think people can respect when you're when you actually have an opinion and you stick by it. I look at it like a cruise ship going towards an island, right? All of the water that's coming at it is just basically being pushed to the side, right? It's it's so all the negativity, uh, it's come, but it's getting closer to the island, right? And so, um, so yeah, I mean, if you keep pushing towards uh, your thoughts, your opinions, and double down, you're gonna get to the island, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's just being we just we need to be more confident in being a, a unique voice. Because I think there's a lot of there's yes. a lot of people doing the same shit right now. Yeah. There's a lot of people saying the same things right now, and I think it's a really safe kind of blanket statements that people are using. And I think I think it's okay. Here's the thing: if you think things are bad right now, f it. Talk about it. Tell me Ooh. why you think it's bad. Oh, I like that. If you think things are good, tell me why you think it's good. But don't don't be right in the middle. Yeah. You know, like form an opinion. Um, and stick to it and explain yourself. And I think people can respect that. Mm. If nothing else, whether they agree or disagree, I think if you're unapologetically yourself, that opens up opportunities. As well. I think that comes with a caveat though, that you can't just be closed minded. No, not, not you, at all. You know what I mean? Like you have to be still open to, uh, you know, other opinions, you know? Um, but that doesn't mean you've got to, you've got to have some discernment based off of what opinions you're allowing. Well, I think, I think, um, I think debate is really important. I think like having discourse and, and being able to, to have a a coming together of different opinions is really important. hundred percent. But if you don't, if you don't have an opinion, you agree with everybody, Mm -hmm. right? If you, if you don't have a stance, no matter what you hear, you'll find a way to be like, Oh, me too. I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know. Now, now, whether it's politics or <laughs> or real estate, that's that's neither here nor yeah, there. I don't really do politics because there's so much division. Yeah, uh, I'm just for everybody winning. <laughs> that's yeah, it. that's it. I uh, think that's maybe why I hate politics so much now. I well, used I used to be like I think like 2016 I, I got really involved like really heavy on the the tribal side of like giving a crap. Yeah, and then I think I see like it's all just the same same thing it yeah. feels like the same show over and over and it gets really divisive it's like the next and... old person <laughs> yeah just kidding yeah all right so what's next flipping versus acquiring rentals which is better Ooh. i mean uh, like so... right now i would say i would say it's it's getting rentals i agree i getting rentals right now because if you're an investor uh, the reason we say that is you're thinking long term that's one thing i love about investors investors are long-term thinkers mm-hmm. In addition to the analytical side that we talked about, they're th- they're not thinking about what it's going to do next year. That's what a that's what a flipper does. Yeah, you know. But if you're like a true investor, you're buying property based on the long term projection. Mm-hmm. That's why, again, we talked about getting in the know as to what's going to happen in certain areas, mm-hmm. like Hutto and Taylor and things like that. There's there's times where I look back in the last two years where I remember saying, "Do you remember me saying that we should buy some property in Victoria?" Yes. And then all of a sudden Victoria just popped off with, with like prices are now like what they were in Leander. And I'm like, dang, like kind of miss Like I miss, I feel like I missed an opportunity there to do something. Yeah. Um, but all these, all these opportunities all around you. And I think you just have to take some, some really calculated chances mm-hmm. and investors are really good at that. 
And so if you see a lot of investor activity in a certain area, maybe you need to look at it too. 100%. But they're thinking long-term. They're thinking 10, 15, 20 years down the road, what is this home going to be worth? So everything that happens in between is almost irrelevant. Yeah. Like, obviously, you got you to put butts in, in houses, right? Like, you got to get tenants. You got to do this and that. But if you do it correctly and, and calculated, there's some opportunity there. Yeah. Because then, then you've got people paying your your yeah, note off. Yep. And you've got this house that's now paid off and worth, hopefully, with appreciation, 2x what it was when you bought it. Yeah. I mean – what if you could buy a, a duplex with the USDA loan, which is zero down, and then get the the seller for the duplex to pay your closing costs? So essentially, you just purchased a an investment property with, or maybe live in it for a few years so that you don't break any rules. Yeah, you can house hack. You can house hack. You know, get a investment property for essentially free. Now it is a little farther. You know, you're gonna have to drive a little farther. And then there's also first time homebuyer programs too that people. Well, you gotta live in the house, right? You can't commit mortgage fraud uh but uh you don't have to live in it your entire life you know Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah there's so many opportunities out there people aren't just are are afraid to take a chance yeah and i think if you're you know we talk about investors if that's something that you're wanting to get into um production is the means of how you get there yep it's everything comes down to production it's if you're not a producing agent you have no one if you're not producing you're not you're probably not going to be a great recruiter you're probably not going to have money to invest and you're going to be broke because you have no sales. <laughs> so everything's all about production. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before, but the strategy is do really well with production, take that cash, invest it in properties, do something with it. Yep. A lot of people just sit on their cash, like take some chances, some again, calculated chances mm-hmm. and uh, it can pay off for you. Yep. Exactly. So we got to wrap up. We're yep. about out of time guys. Power hour Sundays, Seven o'clock. We have the Zoom link. Uh, we're gonna try to put it online a few places uh, at Real Estate Virgins Podcast on Instagram. Mm. Uh, John on Instagram, me on Instagram, anywhere that you can find us on social media, we're gonna have that link for you. Um, we're just excited, man. There's a lot of a lot of opportunity to better yourself in these these interesting times of real estate. Yeah, I'm 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 loving hearing all the the success stories from all the agents that are listing right now. Um, I was on that cruise recently. And somebody was like, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm in real estate, and I also have a podcast uh, with my friend Jordan. And so they looked up the podcast, and we were number four on on their phone. Ayo, shout out to you guys. Okay, number four. Shout out to you guys. Hey, thank thank you guys so much for listening, by the way. I I know we say it every episode, but y'all are why we do this, or you're why we continue to do this. And, again, we're just trying to help everybody win. Exactly. That's all it is. Yep. Um. Power Hour, excited to see you guys. 7 p.m. Sunday. Ask us for the link. And uh, if you got any value out of this today, do us a favor. Give us a like, subscribe. I don't know where you're listening to us at. Whatever it is, there's some kind of option to support the podcast, and we would much appreciate it. Yeah. Or at least send us a message and say something, you know? Yeah. We, we, we love, love getting those messages. We love to connect with you. Yeah. I mean, like, every time I get a message, I, like, screenshot, and I send it to John. I'm like, dude, this is so awesome. Like, it, it reaffirms, like, why we're doing this. Yes. So. It's so cool. Yeah. So, All right, guys, well, thank you so much. Y'all would go be great in your local markets, and uh, we're looking forward to connecting with y'all here soon. Peace.